Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Don't let anybody get in your way. Follow your dream. Do it the right way. Be honest about it. Do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's the greatest advice I can give you. Taking you beyond the ropes. The most exciting part about a golf game is the ball curved. Now we live in a world where there's no curve. It's pull or push and bombs away. I believe the complete player of the future is going to know both art and data. Unforgettable stories. Fluff would call me after a practice round, and he would say to me, Peter, this kid Tiger Woods hits shots like I've never seen. This kid is unbelievable. And then Tiger would call like 20 minutes later and say, Peter, you won't believe this. I registered and they gave me a free car to drive. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program this Tuesday. I hope you guys are doing well. It's already a busy news cycle this week with the new workday coming up at Muirfield Village. It will precede the memorial, so you have this same venue hosting two weeks of golf. And it, it will be very curious to me how different would be in terms of setup. They're talking about using different hole locations, et cetera. Interesting. Still, no matter, even if you use different tees, it's like to anybody who's played any golf course, no matter what tees you, you play from, it gives you a different look. It gives you a different feel, but it's still the same piece of property. So I think it's going to benefit the players that are there for two weeks. And this week's field is looking pretty good. I'm going to let you know who the featured groups will be in just a little bit. Uh, this from PGATour.com, headline as follows, PGA Tour Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide, announced next week's event will be held without spectators. With support of Nationwide and local government, officials cancel plans to be among the first professional sports leagues with fans in attendance. Decision made out of an abundance of caution as focus heightens on player experience and television presentation. And they write, PJ Tour and Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide announced today that despite a robust health and safety plan, and the state of Ohio approval for limited patron attendance. The world-renowned event founded and hosted by Jack Nicklaus will instead be held without fans on site and with no pro-am due to the rapidly changing dynamics of the COVID-19 pandemic. The news comes as many of the world's best players arrive at Muirfield Village Golf Club for an unprecedented two-week swing at the course that Jack built, the Workday Charity Open. This week, followed by the Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide with the 45th edition of the tournament being staged July 14th to the 19th. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan said the following, quoting, We applaud the leadership, diligence, and partnership it took from Jack Nicklaus, Dan Sullivan, and the entire Memorial Tournament staff and state, county, and city leadership to build a solid plan that would allow for limited fan attendance at next week's event. But given the broader challenges communities are facing due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, we need to stay focused on the number one priority for our return to golf, the health and safety for all involved. Wow, this was a difficult decision. It was one made collectively, and we are appreciative of the process undertaken to this point that will allow us to welcome on-site fans when the time is right. In the meantime, we have no doubt the Memorial Tournament will once again 
be an incredible championship and deliver the best comprehensive environment for our players and utmost entertainment for our fans around the world. Close quote from Jay Monahan. After Ohio Governor Mike DeWine approved in mid-June a phased approach to allowing on-site fans and guests, Memorial Tournament officials announced several elements of their COVID-19 activation protocols designed to allow for a 20% maximum capacity on property encompassing patrons in private venues as well as essential staff needed to operate the tournament. Just to step away from this for one second because words mean things. Uh, that's the second time in this article that they've referred to. This is the author, not the quote from Jay Monahan, that the author has re- referred to them as patrons instead of fans, which I just think is interesting. I'm not sure if there's something to that, if the tournament has requested the use of the, the famed use of the, the master's terminology for fans or what. But it's the second time in this article that they've been referred to as patrons instead of Fans. I actually don't think the use of the name patrons instead of fans is something that that is in any way a higher brow way of of discussing the word. A patron is a customer. They're there to do business, an exchange of goods and services. That's what a patron is. Look up the definition of that. You'll see it for yourself. So I'm not sure how patron sounds more highbrow than to say the fans are really excited to be here. I just I'm just curious where that came from. My guess is it came from a committee somewhere where someone of power and prestige says, I, I, I don't like the word fan. Everyone uses the word fan. Fan comes from fandomodium and, and it's 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 not doesn't carry the dignity that we want. Ours are patrons. OK, it kind of but I think it takes something away from it when it doesn't seem like people are there just out of fandomodium, out of passion. They're there out of being a patron. They're there for something in exchange. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm curious what you guys think about that, too. Uh, then let's see. Jack Nicholas was quoted in this article as well. He said the following. The Memorial Tournament team, led by Dan Sullivan, worked exhaustively on a plan that the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, as well as other local county and state leaders were comfortable with, confident in and applauded. We had a good plan in place, and I could not be more proud of everyone who contributed to it. In the end, we have the responsibility to recognize the health and safety of our players and all who attend the Memorial Tournament. We, in partnership with Nationwide and the PGA Tour, will now focus on presenting the best possible Memorial Tournament that we can for the players and for the many fans watching at home and around the world on Golf Channel and CBS. Close quote from Jack Nicklaus. Nationwide which has been the tournament sponsor for 10 years, has been both supportive and instrumental throughout the planning process since the Memorial Day change in March in conjunction with the PGA Tour's adjusted tournament schedule. Nationwide's Chief Executive Officer Kurt Walker said the following, quoting, We understand and support the decision to have this year's Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide without spectators. Although we can't be there in person, we wish the players a great two weeks at Muirfield Village Golf Club, and we look forward to supporting them on the course with fans in the future. Close quote. Executive Director Dan Sullivan emphasized for weeks the need for all involved to remain flexible and understanding as the coronavirus pandemic continued to evolve nationwide and on the state of Ohio. He said the following, quoting, While we embrace the opportunity to be the first PGA Tour event to welcome the return of on-site fans 
And to be a part of our nation's collective reemergence from the COVID-19 crisis, we recognize the current increase in positive COVID-19 cases across the country and our ultimate responsibility. We will host the 45th Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide without patrons on site and encourage all fans of the Memorial and the PGA Tour to, to follow the competition through our collective social media channels on our and our broadcast partners. It's disappointing to the many who have tirelessly worked to create a plan for on-site patrons, but I'm confident the learning from these efforts will contribute to golf's continued success, and we're excited to showcase Muirfield Village Golf Club and ultimately Memorial Tournament to our fans over the next two weeks. End quote. The Memorial Tournament, which is presented by Nationwide and the PGA Tour, have made right a right decision to not allow spectators to attend this year. That was said by Governor Mike DeWine. I know it was a difficult decision to make, but the organizers of Memorial Tournament have put the health and safety of players and fans first. Close quote from the governor. So big news in the last 24 hours that that was taking place. Dom, you've got some things to add from the CDC? Well, no, I just wanted to, for some additional context, read a couple sentences directly from the CDC. Yeah, no. I'm sorry? Yeah, no. Did you just give me a yeah, no? Yeah, probably. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Golf rubs on uh, rubs off on me in a lot of ways. And there isn't Ooh. a professional golfer that we haven't had on this show that doesn't say, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that's like Ernie Els is big on that from South <laughs> Africa. Jason uh, I, Day uh, is huge. <laughs> Jason Day from Australia lives on the yeah, no. But even Sergio Garcia from Spain is a big yeah, no guy. Yeah, no. Pat Perez. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, no. Well, he's just he's just contrarian in the way he talks. That too, yeah. Hey, Pat, I love that new shirt you're wearing. It looks it looks great on you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hate this new shirt. You know, it it, it itches when I wear it, but it but it I think Paul Casey room falls move, into the so category too. Is he a yeah no? I think he's a, a yeah no guy. Yeah. No. Huh. You know. <laughs> yeah. So what do you got from the CDC? So these are just – I'm just going to read a couple sentences from various places on the CDC's website. Keep your distance at events and gatherings. It is safest to avoid crowded places and gatherings where it may be difficult to stay at least six feet away from others who are not from your household. If you are in a crowded space, try to keep six feet of space between yourself and others at all times and wear a cloth face covering. Additionally, another section – The size of an event or gathering should be determined based on state, local, and territorial safety laws and regulations, and they have it into risk categories. They have the lowest risk, more risk, higher risk, and highest risk. In the highest risk category, this is how the CDC defines that. Large in-person gatherings where it is difficult for individuals to remain spaced at least six feet apart and attendees travel from outside the local area. I think... Just a real quick example of a couple of those things, if you mash that information together, in addition to what they've been dealing with in Ohio, and I'm sure they've been talking to all the state officials, I think it's just really hard to argue that it's not a massive increase in risk to have fans on site. I'm not saying that it's necessarily terribly dangerous or that you wouldn't be able to maybe keep fans separated, say, 10 feet apart or whatever, but based just on the stuff I've read, Matt, f- directly from the CDC, it's just impossible for the tour to say that the risk isn't going way up. I think that's well. The timing, the timing is rough right now because they're getting these spikes from around the country, and uh, you know they they're they're airing as they as they say the phrase that's become so popular on the side of caution, and that makes perfect sense to me. 
It makes perfect sense right now. I mean, I, the, I, I know that the, the pro-am money is important to the tournament. I, I haven't heard anyone speak to how important the gate is ultimately, how much money is actually generated by the gate and how critical that is to the, to the financing. I suppose when you get to a point where things are as slimmed down as they are, well, doesn't All this, doesn't this buy important. the tour more time as well? Because I'm pretty sure the 3M Open, which is the next event uh, in Minnesota, has announced they're not doing fans. We know the PGA Championship's not doing fans. I mean, we're like kind of rolling into August now where events have already decided they're not having fans. So it kind of buys them another full month of just kind of let this play out a little bit to see what's realistic on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think one one of the things that we don't talk about too much because it, it, it comes across as, as corporate shilling, but the re- reality is as well is that you, if these corporations are going to hang with the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour is going to be like, hey, listen, we're not going to be fans there. We're not going to be pro, pro-am there. We're not going to give you the opportunity that you guys normally have to make this a massive opportunity to promote to your customers and your partners and all this stuff. None of that's going to happen. Your name's still going to be associated with it, and it's going to carry itself and brand it through all the media that that carries the event. Is that enough for you? And I have a feeling that events that either were canceled or, or canceled along the way or all the rest, those people said that's not enough. I know there's other factors that can go into it as well. I know with like John Deere, I read somewhere that 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 it was difficult for John Deere to hold the tournament where their sponsorship would cost millions and millions of dollars at the same time as they cut hundreds of staff people. I, I, I understand that disconnect as well, that the, the sense of, a, you know, kind of a corporate soul there. But I, I do think that in credit to, for example, like travelers, et cetera, all these companies that have said, you know what, longtime partners, we're hanging in there with, with this year. We're okay. We're going to stay. I think that's pretty darn good, and I, and I do think that the players realize it too. I think the players get that this is not no, at all normal, and these are companies that are making a decision to, because a lot of them, like when you get right down to it with travelers, I think that the the corporate exposure means something. I don't think that's their primary reason for doing it. Just don't. I think the primary reason they're doing it is because of the impact that it makes in the environment in which they live. There are thousands of employees that are there and the way that they get involved in the charity events and giving back and everything that goes with it. You know, other news items. Remember a few weeks ago, uh, Dom, do you even know how many weeks ago we talked about Yale golf course that was, that was being allowed to die? Dom said he's going to find out. So uh, we brought it to your attention because I was contacted by a member of, of the course and Yale made this decision. They claimed that it was a COVID-19 reaction you know campus-wise COVID-19 reaction that facilities were not being upkept because of COVID-19 uh so it was a month ago Dom just told me that that we talked about it so I I didn't understand it then and the reason why I didn't understand it is I know that their their beautiful architecture up there is something that they protect as a work of art I know that artwork however you define that within the confines of, of either those buildings or the campus or, or uh, the institution at large, theoretically, are all protected. And how you could not protect this, this artwork, this Seth Rayner absolute gem that C.B. McDonald also had a fingerprint on, it told me that it was, it was ignorance, it was a misunderstanding, 
It was not realizing the asset that you had and that, yes, some of it may have actually been been hinged or directed towards politics. This idea at this time where we're dealing with a national pandemic, we shouldn't be protecting a golf course, (laughs) please. So word came out yesterday that Yale is finally allowing the maintenance staff to be at 100% because I guess they had two people working four hours a day. Cut do I guess doing whatever they could do after after I, I believe that was going on when we talked about it, not just us but others, or it happened after it was brought to people's attentions. But the place is a wreck. They're destroying a work of art, and it and it's amazing to me, and I I don't understand. I was telling Don before we went on the air, what's being is this is this in an effort to try to is this a political thing where you where you say no we're we're trying to t- to to illustrate a heightened understanding of where our priorities should be and in golf because of the criticism of golf as being elitist. And I'm not telling you it's easy to get on the Yale golf club. No, 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 that's not where our efforts, our efforts should be focused. And then you think about that and you say, wait a minute. If, if you, if, if you guys are so all encompassing and, and possess such a broad vision of of the balance of humanity. How do you justify kids spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to your institution? Doesn't that, by the very nature of who you are, make you exclusive? So the bottom line is, just to get off the soapbox in this thing, is that it looks like the golf course is finally getting the resources that it needs from from an institution that has a thirty billion dollar endowment to hopefully bring it back into some point that it's that it's not uh, damaged so badly that it that it's going to take far more time. And my one hope is, after it's all said and done, is that they make sure that 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 they commit the dollars, whatever they think they saved by by taking the approach that they they took. My guess is from looking at the pictures of its horrible disrepair that it's going to take a lot of money to bring it back to to a level that it should be at. So just some thoughts on the Yale Golf Club. really, really disappointed to see the way that that happened and how that was treated. All right, Dom, so let's, uh, let's talk about these featured group coverage this week at the Workday, this new event on the PGA Tour. Remember, two weeks that it's going to be taking place at Muirfield Village. And featured groups for day one. Now, this is a, I'm getting this from PJTour.com. Featured group, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Jason Day. And they have a little bit written about each one, which I thought I would read to you because it's interesting. Thomas, number two in the FedEx Cup standings, has two top tens since the season resumed. Charles Schwab uh, challenge in RBC Heritage. Kepka's making his first start since redraw- withdrawing before the start of the Travelers Championship out of an abundance of caution following his caddy testing positive for COVID-19. Day, who resides just outside of Columbus, has made one cut in four starts since the season resumed. He had a tie for 46 at the Travelers Championship. Then Patrick Cantlay, Phil Mickelson, and Jordan Spieth. Cantlay, who will be defending his Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide Next week at Muirfield Village has not missed a cut in 15 starts since the 2019 Zurich Classic of New Orleans, tied for the longest active streak on tour. 
alongside of Terrell Hatton and Paul Casey. In his most recent start, Mickelson held the 36-hole lead at the Travelers Championship before finishing a tie for 24th, his first start since turning 50 on June 16th. Spies enters the week number 95 in the FedEx Cup standing since 2009. He's one of only two players to stand outside the top 50 with six weeks remaining and finish the regulation season inside the Wyndham Rewards top 10 accomplishing defeat in 2013. More names to go through with these featured groups, and I will for you. BenHoganGolf.com. Log on, please. Check out their beautiful product. Check out their incredible technology. Check out the fact that you can save 40, 50% retail markup because the relationship is direct. BenHoganGolf.com. BridgestoneGolf.com is where you can go to get V Fit, V standing for video. They'll tell you exactly how to record your golf swing so that they can take it and do the analysis and they will come back to you and say, this is the ball that you should be playing for your golf swing. Why not, Max? Are you going to be playing a golf ball? Why not make sure the golf ball you're playing is the right one? Just go to BridgestoneGolf.com. French Lick is where we're going in October. We're bringing a group of you guys up there. Uh, We're saying to everybody, bring everybody. husband, wife, whoever it is, does play, doesn't play, bring them because we have a dual track that we put together for the first time in this trip. So there is truly something for everyone. Frenchlick.com is a website. If you're interested in going with us, just log on to fairwayslife.com and you can see. Patrick Reed, Matthew Wolf, Ricky Fowler will be together. Reed with one win, the World Golf Championships, Mexico Championship, and one runner-up at the Century Tournament of Champions in 12 starts so far this season. Wolf held a three-stroke advantage, as you know, heading into the final round last week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic before finishing second to Bryson DeChambeau with a pretty exciting back nine, you have to admit. Fowler enters the week number 84 in FedEx Cup standings. He's never finished the season worse than 43rd in his career, and that's from 2010 to now. Victor Hovland, John Rahm, and Gary Woodland will be together. Hovland's finishing the top 25 at each of the four events since the season Resume. Tied for 23rd at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Tied for 21st at RBC Heritage. Tied for 11th at the Travelers. Tied for 12th at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Rom's currently number 24 in FedEx Cup standings and qualified for the Tour Championship in each of his first, first three seasons on tour with five top 10s and 11 starts. Woodland enters the week number 38 in FedEx Cup standings. Okay, so there you go with the feature groups, and we'll have more information on who is in the field. Say it again, Dom, what you were just saying about the field? I'm just saying the field is freaking amazing. Every week the fields are amazing because everyone's been in quarantine and all these guys want to play. So we get we get the spoils of that. Every week it's like feature groups are like, oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not only that, but it's a sprint to the finish because you remember the Tour Championship wraps up uh, this season. So they've got to get in as much as they can, as quickly as they can as well and there's more that lies in balance remember there's only going to be one major that the pga that's going to fall within that window that i just gave you but just outside of it you've got the Ryder cup you've got the u.s open there's a lot that still is to go on there's a lot that's still to go on right here on the fairways of life show today we have a special guest coming up that's one of those who plays on a big tour in the world we'll be talking about that in just a moment, as well as featuring sound that we didn't have time to get to yesterday. I promised it to you, and we will deliver. Lots of news items continuing to float in on this Tuesday as well as we're getting in the throes of the golf season and grateful that we are. More of the Fairways of Life show after these words. 
It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices pint and music at a cosy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there is something for everyone from kids fest to shopping, bowling, golf and other outdoor activities or at the West Baden Springs Hotel you can wrap yourself in old world elegance Visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company on this Tuesday. Getting ready for the golf that's going to be taking this week. It'll be taking up our time this week, thankfully. Workday Charity Open is the name of it. The coverage kicks off with PGA Tour Live at 6.45 a.m. These times are all Eastern on Thursday morning. Same time on Friday, 6.45 a.m. Saturday and Sunday at 7 a.m. each of those two days. Our Golf Channel coverage kicks off on Thursday at 3 p.m., Friday at 3 p.m., Saturday at 1 and then at 3 on CBS, Sunday at 1, and then 3 
on CBS PGA Tour Radio. Comes on the air Thursday at noon. PGA Tour Radio can be heard for free on the PGA Tour app and on PGA Tour. Dot com. So I promised you yesterday that I would get to a bunch of the sound, which I haven't really had time to get to uh, because of everything that's going on in the news cycle and all the rest. So I thought I would kind of jump back to that. Now, the first one is, which is fascinating, is what we put together as the best of, of Bryson DeChambeau. Now, you can hear his full press conference on the Fairways of Life platform. So I encourage you to go to that whenever you want to, to hear press conferences from the different players. But this is taking what Bryson had to say and narrowing it down a bit for this forum and this format where we broadcast Fairways of Life live Monday through Friday and on demand 24-7 around the world for free, where you can hear the fascinating insights of Bryson DeChambeau because the way that he thinks is definitely unique. It's, it's a little emotional for me because I did do something a little different. I changed my body, changed my uh, mindset in the game, and I was able to accomplish uh, a win while playing a completely different style of golf. And it's pretty amazing to see that. And uh, I hope it's an inspiration to a lot of people that if they set their mind to it, you can accomplish it. It just takes a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, figuring out things uh, that you may not know and understand yet. But if you keep going down the line and you keep working on it, figuring stuff out, Eventually, uh, you'll get a little bit better each and every day, and hopefully that, that leads to something great in the end. I guess, have you had less applause after tapping in for a victory uh, on, than you had today? <laughs> have I had less? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty surreal scene, given what's been going on. Yeah, for sure. It definitely, you know, it's funny. I was kind of in my own world the whole day. I never really thought much about anything outside of um, me, and I was just focusing on my game, trying to execute every shot to the best, best of my ability. And I did that quite for quite most of the day. And when I got to that last um, hole in that last putt, I just said to myself, do not hit this thing two feet by. Just don't do it. And uh, luckily I hit a good putt and it went dead in the middle. And I just knew, I'd, I knew there was no way he could, he could beat me after making that putt. Um, and so, you know, for me after the, after the words, I just didn't really think anything of it. But, um, you know, it's weird. It's, it's a little awkward. But, you know, again, I appreciate that we're, we're back out here playing good golf and, and uh being able to provide entertainment for everyone. Your comments yesterday gained some traction. I'm not sure how aware were you of that, and, and if so, does this result serve as any sort of validation for you? I mean, look, I'm not going to comment anymore on, on the stuff that happened yesterday. I Look, I respect everybody, and I, I think people took it a wrong way, and, and I'm, I'm sorry that they did so. My job and, and my idea is never to devise anyone, um, not create any divisive nature. nature. Uh, I just want to provide the best entertainment out here. And, um, you know, I just felt like a minute long for videoing me was kind of a little weird. But, you know, we talked it out and it was all great and no issues, no issues whatsoever. So appreciate what they do. Appreciate everybody that uh, works hard out here to, to provide great entertainment. Bryson, you, you said that uh, this is a long-term investment for you. Yeah. And that you, wanna, you really want this to translate to the majors. Um, I know you're not degrading any other tournaments, but w what does this do in terms of validating that long-term investment and in, how much confidence does it give you to go into those majors knowing that you had top 10 finishes, but now it's a win? Yeah. Well, I'd say the most important thing is that I played on a golf course that required unbelievable wedging, and that's not one of the strong suits in my game, and I was able to win, and win by, by a few. Um, so that's really positive. That means my wedge play isn't you know, up to the best in the world, but it's definitely good enough to still compete on tour. My driving is still good enough to compete on tour, and 
Um, you know, it's really exciting to be able to get the job done here, and, and it's a lot of momentum for the majors. I feel like it's a good test run for me hitting drives in some tight areas. You know, number seven wasn't easy to, uh, this week, and I hit great drives there all all, uh, all week. Um, so there's 18. I mean, hitting a great job at 18 when I had to, absolutely had to. If I hit in the water or a little left or a little right, I'm struggling to make par. But I was able to give myself a nice little wet shot in there, and so it gives me a lot of confidence moving forward that I know I'm going, headed in the right direction with my driving and, and my game. Some people, obviously, like you mentioned, um, you know, say that you can only hit the driver, right? So you know, you, you win here today, and, and what's the message to those people that um, maybe doubted your driver as you know you did well the last couple of weeks, but you know, weren't able to get a win? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't had my best iron play, but I've been working on my driver really hard, and that's a completely different motion than my iron. So my next uh, angle of attack is going after those irons and making sure I can control my distances as good as anyone out here because obviously hitting it farther it's going to change a lot my gaps are now 15 yards compared to 12 yards in the past so yeah when I change irons I've got to be a lot more more in control of it uh, up to a higher level than, than even before so that's my next angle that I'm, I'm looking at in the game and hopefully I can uh, accomplish that here here in the near future. Bryson two questions uh, one um, do you plan to get bigger or stronger mm -hmm. or are you just trying to maintain your body where it is now and you talked about kind of being in your own world um, but did the protest distract you? I think on the seventh tee, picked up your ball and kind of took another minute. Was that the, the commotion outside the course that kind of gave you a reset there? I think I'm maintaining where I'm at pretty well, even through these four weeks. This week was my highest ball speed week, so that's pretty cool to see. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to Denver to work with Greg Roscoff again. Um, I'm going to be working also with NeuroPeak, um, doing some brain training stuff to see, see how much stronger I can get uh, before I come back to, to Memorial. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm full sailing, going as hard, hard as I can to get as strong and big as I can. And then the second, the second piece on seven, it was funny. It was like uh, back in high school, um, Troy Merritt, he, he was even saying it's like uh, shooting a free throw. You know, but I don't know if, if that makes any sense, but you can just hear people chanting and stuff. And uh, it was kind of a funny, funny little instance, but I know there's a lot of strife and, and trouble that's going on right now. And uh, personally to, to me, I, I love that everybody's voicing their, their opinion, and I think they uh, deserve to do so. Um, you know, we're golfers here trying to provide the best entertainment. I think that's the, the most important thing that we can do. Um, but no, on the 7 I thought it was actually pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. You know, so I just uh, hit my drive and hit a great drive and was excited, more excited about the drive. <laughs> what will be your celebration dinner tonight? Um, it, my, I don't know if it's Jersey Mike's. It might be Boston Market. Uh, we don't know. I, I'm not certain yet. Uh, I know I'll be having an Orgain, another couple protein shakes, because i got to work out in the morning. I'm going out to, to work out. So um, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope I can somehow get a nice steak and potatoes, but, you know, I don't know. That's my favorite dinner. I, I don't know if we can get it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I think we can find it somewhere. <laughs> I told you that would be fascinating. That was Bryson DeChambeau with uh, Best of his press conference. You can hear it in its entirety in the fairways of life platforms touredge.com when you log on there you can see just how massive their product line is you know it's backed by a lifetime warranty how often do you get anything near that kind of scale in the world anywhere not to mention in the world of golf you don't have to remortgage a house in order to afford it it is the best of technology within the reach of everyone touredge.com and i'm a proud ambassador for tourism ireland ireland.com it's easy to remember that Log on there, and you can see everything that Ireland represents. Yes, it is the culture. Yes, it is the fun that goes along with it. Yes, it very much is about those golf courses and the best Lynx golf courses any place in the world, Ireland.com, for more information. So yesterday we had the pleasure 
of having Will Zalatoris on the show. It was really fun to have him on the show immediately following his victory. And so Dom was able to put together this clip from Will Zalatoris just to kind of remember about what happened, how he got there, who he is, uh, the people that are helping him. And just to remember it that, so that when you hear this kid's name again, you understand how and why he's been successful. Tony Romo, who's been um, a really great friend and mentor over the past couple of years. And, you know, obviously um, I get to play a lot of golf with him. I'm actually, he's been, you know, a guy that just, he knows how hard I've worked and has been kind of my biggest cheerleader. Basically over quarantine here, I guess the four months we had off, we played probably five days a week. Um, and the reality was, you know, we would have our individual matches and, you know, he made it hard on me. I mean, that was the part that made it fun is one, he wants to beat my brains in and I want to beat his brains in, but um, you know, I'd start giving him, you know, gave him a couple shots aside, which made it even harder just because he's been obviously getting a lot better, but I had to raise my game as well. So, you know, that's something that, you know, my roommate Davis Riley and I have talked about is our matches at Merida are bloodbaths. You know, we're trying to cut each other's throats out. And so by the time we get out to the Corn Ferry Tour, I don't want to say it's it's easy, but it's definitely easier, you know, once you get back out. So, you know, in all of our matches that we had over the last three, four months, you know, I've got to thank him for it or thank Tony for it just because, you know, by the time we came back to Sawgrass, I felt ready. That was uh, Will from the yesterday show, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Matthew Wolf addressed the media on Sunday after he ended up finishing second to Bryson DeChambeau. And it's the classic situation where you go, do you measure what happened? It was a failure, yes, but do you measure it by how far or how close? And I love the fact that when he spoke to the media, one of the things that he said was, you know what, I've been in this position twice. Leader after fifth for holes. I closed one time and I didn't close this time. It's a 50-50 standing. And I, you really believe with him that he's going to learn from it. And, man, did he give it a spirited run in the back nine that was very entertaining. Here's Matthew Wolf on Sunday from the Flash area. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was definitely a grind out there. Um, didn't start off really well at all. Wasn't hitting it how I you know was the, the beginning of the week. And um, feel like you know I was really getting some bad breaks as well, which was pretty unfortunate. Um, the bad lie in the bunker on ten. Um, feel like I hit a couple putts out there that I really didn't feel like I pulled them or pushed them or anything. They just didn't go in. You know I misread them or they hit some some bumps and stuff like that. But. Um, overall, I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. Um, Bryson played great, um, seven under. You know, it's not like I gave it to him. He, he definitely earned it. So um, it's you know kudos to him, and I'm looking, you know, to get another win in the in the near future. But I'm in a really good spot, you know, mentally and uh, with my game right now. So I'm not I'm not looking at this week as a disappointment in any any sense. Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like you're you think this is more of a positive because you made some strides, uh, even though you just kind of maybe just chalk today up to golf. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's it's all learning. Um, you know, I feel like I, you know, I got it done last time I was in the lead after 54 holes, but this time I didn't. And, you know, I've only been in that position twice. So I'm really excited. I feel like I'm going to be in that position a lot more in the future. And, um, you know, I the, the only thing you can do is learn from this experience and, you know, feel more and more comfortable the more times you're in that position. So next time I'll feel more comfortable, and the time after that I'll feel even more comfortable. We know that. 
you guys always want to win. That's, that's what you guys are out here to do. But sometimes can you learn more from defeat than you can from victory? Um, I, I think so. I mean, obviously it would be really nice to win, but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, how I started off the day. I feel like I was letting things get to me a little, a little more than I had at the beginning of the week. And, um, you know, just little bad breaks, bad shots, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, like I said, you know, next time I'm in this position, I feel like I'll be a lot more comfortable and then so on. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, I've taken all positives out of this week and looking to carry it on into the, the near future. And there's little doubt, I think, from anybody that he will not be able to carry it on. I think the kid it demonstrate to us that he's got mad talent. And it will be fun to see how it plays out for Matthew Wolf. More of the Fairways of Life show after these words. When we come back, a very special guest that's playing golf at the top tier. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash Shoe Finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior product. So I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. 
three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by Golf Architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Tuesday. Maddie here with you. Pleasure to have your company as always. It is always a pleasure, too, to welcome back to the Fairways of Life show those who are part of Beyond the Ropes uh, features that we've been doing for years where we get a chance to speak with young players just pretty much starting out their tour with the game at its highest level, getting to know them. And what's been really fun is how many of those players that have gone on already to great success in their careers and they're contending and they're winning on various tours. Elizabeth Zokol is playing on the LPGA. She went to high school at the new tier outside of Chicago. She led it all four years in golf there. Her team won the Illinois State Championship back in 2010. She went to Northwest for two years. Then she transferred to UVA where she played her last two years. In 2018, she collected her first pro win in the Symmetra Tour. She finished fourth on the money list to earn her 2019 LPGA Tour card in her rookie season on the LPGA. She made 10 of 20 cuts, her best finish coming at the Ladies Scottish, where she was tied for six. Not so much golf, obviously, this season for her with the postponement. Just two events, tied for 21st at the Handa Women's Australian and a miscut at the Honda Vic Open. And she's joining us again to catch up on everything that's going on. Elizabeth, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me this morning. It's a pleasure to have you. So what's the coffee today? I remember you're a coffee lover. Yes, I was doing a French vanilla this morning. <laughs> oh, Now, is that a French vanilla? Are you the type that it has to be in the bean, or, or do you put the, the flavoring in? No, in the bean, always. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, you'd have been judged otherwise. I mean, come on. <laughs> so what... It's not an endorsement, although I'd love for you to get a sponsorship out of it. What's the coffee that you do? You go out and get it, or do you make it? Uh, I'll go out and uh, I usually make it at home. My favorite is Phil's. It's based in San Francisco. After playing a couple tournaments in that area, it became a favorite of mine. So that's definitely it's my go-to. Phil's. Phil's, yes. Oh, never heard of it. No, oh, no offense. Great. But... You'll have to try it. There you go, Phil. See, you should get a sponsorship from them. Elizabeth Sokol is our guest. Okay, so how are you doing? How are you holding up? How have you been getting through everything? I'm doing well. It's nice to see that hopefully we're going to start playing at the end of the month. So it's been good to have something to look forward to these last couple of weeks and start to kind of ramp up my practice a little bit. So it's really nice to have that date in mind. And I've been playing a little bit, practicing more, playing more. So I'm Definitely enjoying that, and I, I can't wait to get back out there playing. Did you, with, with, and I, I suspect that you've already kind of revealed this much to us when you say you can't wait to get back out there playing. Did you grow tired of the, of the life away from being able to compete competitively, or did it start to settle on you, this kind of new normal, as the cliche goes, that people are using? Where's your mindset, your emotions on all of that? It's been a little bit weird, for sure. Uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that, I took a couple weeks off, which was a nice break. I was still practicing and kind of, you know, waiting to hear uh, when we were going to start playing again. But took a couple weeks off, which was nice. Went back home and spent some time with my family. So that was a good little 
refresh. And then by the time I took those few weeks off, I was ready to get back practicing and really working on my game. So I'm definitely ready to start playing again. I can't wait for that. But it was, was definitely nice to have a little time off. I think that it's the first time I've kind of been in one place for a long time and was able to see my family. So that was nice how to take advantage of that. And what did you, what did you, could you kind of summarize how you filled your time through this, this huge break? I've been practicing a lot. I've obviously have a puppy. So I've been training him. It was nice to be home and just, I love to cook and do things like that. So just really nice to have some quality family time and just enjoy the little things that usually I'm not able to do when on the road. And, and what were you doing from the cooking standpoint? And did you reach any new thresholds with that? Nothing too exciting. We would just try some different recipes, and I was cooking a lot with my mom when I was back home for the family, which was fun. Uh, nothing too crazy, but I enjoy it. It's a lot to cook for the family, but it's always fun. And what kind of what kind of cooking are you talking? You talking about meals? Are you are you baking, or what? What does it all mean? More meals, yeah. I would do dinners a lot. Kind of go to the grocery store, help out with that, and try and cook dinner. Uh, for my mom, my sister would come over, my brother. So it was it was nice, definitely. So if you had your own restaurant, what would you call it? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I try different things, don't really specialize in anything. Sometimes it doesn't turn out that well, but always No, no, no. Time. I just hired you. You're opening a restaurant. <laughs> it's being financed. What are we calling it? Ooh. I have no idea. That's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> We're going to call the restaurant. I have no idea. So when you show up there, there's no menus. You sit at the table and people get whatever you make that day. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> I have no idea. Dom. I go to that place. Make note of that. I, yeah, exactly. I, I checked, yeah, I'm, why not? I'd love to go to a place where I don't have to worry about a menu. Just be like, hey, whatever you're making. Whatever it is. So, Elizabeth, tell us about Elizabeth Sokol is our guest. Tell us about the the puppy. What's the mix? Where'd you get it? Boy, girl. What's what's the deal? Yeah, he's a boy. He is a mini sheep doodle. So he's an old English sheepdog poodle mix. So he's black and white and very fluffy. Um, Smart. We're doing a lot of training. Just taught him roll over. So a very useful, uh, not useful trick, but. kind of something fun just too much time on my hands at the moment <laughs> did you was it your intent to get a puppy or how'd that go down it was yes yeah i got one last summer he i got him last summer so it the timing has been perfect just since we've had all this time off so it actually worked out very well i just went onto your your uh instagram as you were talking and i found a photo of it what's the dog's name milton Milton. It looked like Milton by a pool with a hat on. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's on your it's on your Instagram. It's got to be Milton because Milton's face is mostly black fur, a little white accent. Yep, you got it. That's that's huh. him then. <laughs> yeah. So there was a there was a picture of Milton on there. So Perfect. if you guys want to check out Milton, check out Elizabeth Zokel's Instagram for that. So. When you say you're excited about coming back again, you're excited about competing again, what specifically is firing up your heartstrings about the competition? What are you most looking forward to getting back to? I'm just really get, looking forward to getting back to competing and trying to do the best that I can and trying to move up there, trying to win. Uh, making a paycheck again will be very nice. And it'll be nice just to kind of get back in 
So my normal routine, which is traveling and seeing my friends, even if it's not what we're used to, I'm just looking forward to everything. But I'd say for the most part, just competing. And it's totally different being out there competing versus playing just a money game at home. So I just can't wait for that. Awesome. We can't wait for it, too. We're very much looking forward to you guys getting back underway again. How much are you hearing from the LPGA in terms of plans for safety just to make sure that everybody is in a good place? We've heard a little bit about the safety protocols. Uh, We actually have a Zoom call tomorrow, which I think they'll go over those in more detail. So I'm definitely interested to hear about that. And I've been following the PGA Tour and looking at what they've been doing. And I think the LPGA has as well. We've gotten a little bit of info just in regards to testing and kind of day-to-day how things are going to work, but I think it's going to be a bit more finalized tomorrow, so it'll be nice to have a sense of that, and I'm sure they've done a good job and looked into that extensively. Is it your nature, Elizabeth Zokel, to be copacetic with how things roll, or are you taking extra precautions yourself, or where's your mindset with everything? Yeah, I'm trying to be as careful as I can. No one wants to get this, and I definitely don't want to pass it on to anyone else. So definitely trying to be as careful as I can. Um, Staying home with my mom, so just trying to be respectful to her and being careful uh, with that regard. So really not doing a whole lot besides going to the grocery store, going to the golf course. So really just trying to be careful and definitely going to be extra careful when we're traveling. And lucky for me, I'll be able to drive to the first couple events so be able to avoid airports and airplanes and just that extra uh, just that extra stuff there which will be great yeah now with the weeks that we have left before you go back into the real competition again where are you going to be what are you going to be working on if you could give us a glimpse into your world there yeah so just about a week ago i'd say i started to play a lot more Uh, i was practicing a lot um a couple weeks before this so it's nice to just get playing i've been walking as much as i can just to get used to walking and playing 18 holes every day just since uh it's been a lot of a lot of riding in the cart um so i've been doing that a lot more i'm actually in florida now to work with my coach uh so that'll be great and then i'll head back to chicago the weather is a little bit cooler so that's been nice and Try and just play some money games, play as much as I can, and just really ramp up the practicing and playing. Awesome stuff. Uh, when you were on with us last time, if you recall, I, I always finish by asking players about their sponsors because I think it's important to try to, you know, spread a little love in that area as well. Could you talk to us about who you've aligned yourself with? Yes. So I've played ping clubs. They've been great to me. I started playing them in college, and they've been so supportive of me since I turned pro. Uh, I play Titleist uh, golf balls and golf glove. I've been playing them forever. I wear zero restriction clothing. Um, They've been great with getting me clothes throughout all of this, even making me some masks. Uh, And then I'm an ambassador for the Aeon Risk Reward Challenge, which was new on the LPGA and PGA Tour last year. And it's a really cool thing that they're doing, and I'm glad that they're supporting women's golf. Sounds awesome. Elizabeth Zokel has been our guest. Always fun to catch up with you. We wish you the very, very best. Excited for you and for everybody else. You guys are close to getting back underway again, and we wish you the very, very best, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you soon. Always a pleasure to talk to these young players who are just getting out there and getting started and finding out where their mindset is, too. And hopefully you guys are enjoying 
the insight that we're getting from the same. Now, we've already heard the insights from Bryson DeChambeau this morning. We heard Matthew Wolf in the flash area. After Matthew Wolf finished the other day, Will Haskett from PGA Tour Radio caught up with Matt. And the reason uh, he, he caught up with him was just to find out how he's feeling and to say, you know, with everything that went down, you still have to be proud of yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, Bryson played great today. Kudos to him. Um, I feel like, you know, I clipped him last time and he clipped me this time, so I wouldn't be too mad with a bunch of more finishes like that with him in my career. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like I got a couple bad breaks. The putter wasn't working as well as yesterday and um, just seemed like stuff just wasn't really going my way. But, like I said, I really grinded it out at the end. Still missed a few putts, but um, was really happy with how I played and, I think that I'm in a really good spot with my game for the next couple of weeks. When you look back at the day, is it is it the couple of the putts? Was it the reads? What was it coming down the stretch? Because, man, you just flagged it and gave yourself great chances. Yeah, um, I think, you know, I, I felt like I was really hitting good putts. Maybe it was just the reads a little bit. Um, it, the greens were pretty bumpy out there. So, um, you know, they could have hit a couple bumps, you know, when I hit some putts. I really don't know, but um, just really wasn't meant to be. But I'm in a really good spot mentally and with my game right now. So, I know if I keep on doing what I'm doing, I'll be I'll be chilling. Kevin Kistner finished in third place, the mark being 18 under par. Remember, Bryson DeChambeau won at 23 under par. And when Kevin finished up, he also addressed the media in the flash. Yeah, I got it going on the front. Um, you know, just didn't birdie the par fives on the back nine, which is a little disappointing. I knew with Bryson having the lead, I was going to have to birdie both of them, if not eagle one of them, to have a chance. Um, just didn't drive in the fairway on 17. I had two great shots on 14, just hitting the spot that was dead and got it at 12 feet and didn't make it. But overall, I was pleased with, with the whole game. Um, starting, starting to see some good strides and um, taking me a little while to get, get back into the swing of things. Did you see, did you see the fruits of kind of your labor with, with, with JT earlier in the week as the week went along? For sure. You know, I still wasn't super comfortable on the tee balls and I was missing it left, which I normally miss it to the right. So um, got, got the putter going, which was huge for me. You know, I, if you drive it to 280 in the fairway, you still got to make every putt out here anymore. So finally got the putter rolling and uh, hit some nice putts coming in. You played the first four weeks here. Obviously, you can take a week off before the Memorial. Uh, are you pleased with your, your play through the first four weeks? Things you, you know could be better, could be worse, obviously? I think the level of play on tour in these first four weeks has been incredible. You know, cuts at four and five under every week. If, you know, one bad hole on Thursday and Friday, it's tough to make the cut. So uh, overall, I'm pleased with where I've been. I'm improving and uh, looking forward to the rest of the FedEx Cup season. Obviously, with Bryson in the lead right now, he's been the talk of the, the tour for the last four weeks. What do you make of kind of the Bryson phenomenon that's kind of been created out here that he's done with this, the length and the, the bulking up? Well, obviously, he understands what is the key to gaining the biggest advantage and that's distance and mega distance of that but like I told a man that he just has too much time on his hands he needs to start getting married and having kids that's interesting you know it's funny the same that's Jack Nicholas said the same thing about early days about Tiger Woods when he was on just a tear and they said you think he can continue that and Jack said well it's going to be about what happens when you know you start to have a family and how do you play when you have to go to a tournament and the kids at home say with a fever or something like that? It is interesting, right? It's just life in terms of how it interacts and all the rest. Now, Terrell Hatton finished tied for eighth or tied for fourth, I beg your pardon, at 16 under par. Maverick McNeely finished tied for eighth at 15 under par. So I remember the early days when we were talking about Terrell Hatton saying, keep an eye on this guy. 
it's still early days for Maverick McNeely. It's not like he's an unknown. He's done a lot already. But I think this is a kid who has a lot of potential. And he, too, is one to keep an eye on because of the way he, he's going to evolve. Mark Zucchino caught up with Maverick McNeely afterwards. He was talking to him about you know, his movement in the FedEx Cup, but mostly just a great week. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, making East Lake is my goal this year, and uh, I just want to give myself a chance there because if you make there, you've got a chance at the FedEx Cup. And um, yeah, it was a good day today, and I you know, rode my putter all the way to the finish. <laughs> Yeah, it was a nice finish. Uh, we called you for the last three holes or so coming in. Is it getting firmer out there? Uh, a couple of the players have been suggesting this afternoon there might be a bigger bounce than uh, than has been anticipated all week, and your finish in the clubhouse might look better than maybe you think if it gets firm out there? Uh, absolutely. Those uh, those Poyana greens are getting firm and uh, definitely not getting smoother. And uh, <laughs> You know, there's some there's some gettable hole locations on that back nine, but also you have to hit some really good quality shots. So I think uh, the guys who play those par fives well will be able to separate. But I'm I'm excited to see. All right, so Maverick Benelli, we're pretty excited to see how things are going to be going for him as well. Very excited to see how the new event is going to be going this week. The Workday Charity Open is going to be held at Muirfield Village the week before the memorial is staged at Muirfield Village. So it'll be fun to see how it goes. Back-to-back, the big news item in the last 24 hours, of course, the fact that the memorial will not have fans in attendance, as was originally the plan. I don't think anybody is particularly shocked by that development or put off by that at all. In fact, by and large, from what I can see, and and I'll grant you that my judgment of the same here is through what can sometimes be a, a warped spectrum of social media, but it seems as though most everybody's okay with the fact that fans are not on site. Uh, The way I try to judge it personally is that how do the players react when they're coming down the stretch? Before this all started again, I know there was some pundits that were saying, well, it's going to be different. You're not going to have the same amount of of stress, and you're not going to see the the players getting tight down the end of tournaments. I haven't found that to be the case at all. We've seen plenty of signs that the pressure is there for players as they're trying to, to play well or win on the PGA Tour, whether there's someone there hooting and hollering and clapping for them or, or whatever the reaction from the fans are. It just, it's, it's a, you're, you're up against other people that are trying to achieve the same goal, and that in and of itself, as it comes to its concluding moments, I think is stress-inducing. So I've enjoyed it either way, and I love the fact that golf is back and will continue in earnest again this Thursday with the new Workday Charity open thank you to elizabeth for joining us on the program this morning mostly thank you to all of you for joining us on the show as you guys always do day in and day out we're very very grateful for what we get to do here and your company in doing the same until we are with you again tomorrow if we're spared goodbye for now